Welcome to Hope. Housing opens possibilities everywhere. Habitat for Humanity of Newcastle County's new podcast for those who are interested in affordable housing in Delaware and how Habitat for Humanity works with local stakeholders to confront the affordable housing crisis and bring people together to build home, communities, and hope. Welcome to Hope. I'm your host, Kevin Smith, the CEO of Habitat for Humanity of Newcastle County. And joining me today are two special guests, Tim Bailey and Kevin Gilmore. They are the respective leaders of the other two Habitat affiliates here in the state of Delaware. Tim is the executive director of Central Delaware Habitat for Humanity, and Kevin is the CEO of Sussex County Habitat for Humanity. Hi, guys. How you doing? Doing great. Good to be here. Hey, Kevin. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the podcast. So today we're going to discuss the results of a recent statewide report on this partnership that we did with Delaware Community Foundation and the University of Delaware Biden School for Public Policy and Administration. Before we do that, though, I want to get our listeners more acclimated to both of you and the work that your habitats are doing. So, Kevin, if you could just take a little time, you have been the leader of Sussex County Habitat for over two decades, right? Just about, yep. Could you just tell us what you all have been up to lately? Sure, I'd be happy to, Kevin. Thanks for the opportunity to share with your listeners and our listeners. Hopefully, we'll be people statewide will tune into this podcast. So we clearly uh, focus on Sussex County and try to live into our name, Sussex County Habitat for Humanity. As an affordable housing provider, we build and renovate homes and make them affordable through some affordable financing and by using volunteers, just like you all do up throughout the state, to be able to provide affordable home ownership. And that's one prong of what we do. We're doing about 12 to 15 houses uh, a year right now here in Sussex. Most of them are new, but occasionally there's a rehab that we can acquire, fix it up, and make that affordable. We also have a home repair program. So we're trying to help keep people in the houses they already have. So a pretty robust repair program trying to help low-income households stay in their houses. And part of that is a unique program to Lower Delaware in particular, for people living in manufactured homes, we have a, what's called an insulated skirting program is to help reduce their energy bills and just create a safer place to live that's more uh, secure and more energy efficient. So those are some of the programs around housing. We also do financial literacy to help folks stabilize their financial situation, to reduce their debt, to increase their credit. And some of those are folks that buy habitat houses, but a lot of them are just people who want to become more independent with, with the managing their finances. So we're blessed to do a lot of work, and it's really the result of a lot of people coming together to make it happen. You guys sound like you're very busy, as I know you are. That's awesome. Thank you. And Tim, who's more recent to Habitat, can you give us a little background on you and your connection now to, to Habitat and how long you've been there, but also how long you've been in the state and what your affiliate is up to. Sure. Well, like Kevin Gilmore mentioned, thank you very much for this opportunity to come on the podcast today and to talk housing, to talk Habitat. Always a great opportunity. So yeah, I am relatively new, especially compared to you gentlemen, to Habitat for Humanity. I've been serving with Central Delaware Habitat for almost six years now which from my experience has been a long time, but again, really just getting started with Habitat and our programs. I've been 
the executive director now for four years. And in the last four years, our organization here in Kent County has gone through some major changes. We've uprooted and relocated to a, a, a much larger facility right off of the highway. It's a great home for our restore and our affiliate. And it has allowed us to increase our revenue so that we can expand our programming. While the other two habitats in Delaware have been doing repairs and offering supplemental programs for many, many years, ours is relatively new. I went our second year of neighborhood revitalization efforts. And thanks to the great examples uh, you both provide, we've been able to launch a repair program. Last year, we completed 21 repairs, allowing us to serve so many more people. In contrast to Sussex, we're building about six new homes a year, which has been great. That's been our bread and butter since 1990 is building new homes and partnering with low-income families and individuals. So it's been a, a great service to our community to be able to offer these additional programs, such as our critical home repair program, our healthy home repair program. It was a pleasure collaborating with you guys uh, on the refrigerator replacement program. And we're just beginning our collaboration with Sussex County on insulated skirting. So, you know, I'm sure you guys uh, would agree that being able to serve more people through our programming is our absolute happy ending to this amazing work. So just thrilled to be a part of Kent County's Habitat and the fact that we're growing and expanding to serve more. And as I said, you guys have been great examples of how to do it right. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you, Tim. And we appreciate and admire all that you and your affiliates doing these days, too. It's really great to see. We next want to transition to this report that we're talking about today, this needs assessment that we came together early in 2022, you know, to really try to understand the repair needs across the state of Delaware. Nobody had ever done a survey before to give us some data about that. So I wonder, Kevin, if you could just kind of talk to us about how we began that process of trying to get somebody to get that data and ultimately who we used to help us with that. Absolutely, Kevin. Like you just said, when we started looking around for data to support the work we're doing, we were seeing in the field that there was a need for healthy homes, the need to help keep people in their homes. There was a correlation between home improvements and one's health that we were experiencing. We just didn't have the data to back it up. And we we looked around and we, we had trouble finding someone who had done that research. So we we're fortunate to see the Delaware Community Foundation. They did a request for proposals for funding. And we said, first, we need funding to, to pull this off and to pay someone to properly do a study. And we were granted some funds from the Delaware Community Foundation. And then we worked with you all in Newcastle County and with Tim and his team in Central Delaware to put out what's called an RFP, a request for proposals, and put that out. Basically, it's like a bidding process where so we're looking for a study of this nature. We had a few very strong proposals come in of folks that do that kind of a study. And we were happy to see that the University of Delaware had what we thought was the strongest proposal to produce the best study that we could get at this time with the resources we had. So we're really proud that the University of Delaware took on this effort and, and we worked with them hand in hand with monthly meetings to to set up the expectations, to let them do their research. And here we are today with a, a really well-written study about the impact of healthy homes or the need for healthy homes in the state of Delaware. 
Thanks. Yeah, that's uh, we've had some great partners to get this done. And, and of course, the thing that we're all looking for is what does this tell us? And I'm wondering, Tim, if if you could kind of unpack for us some of the the highlights of the bigger picture of what the results were of the of the study. Yeah. So, you know, as Mr. Gilmore said, finding the data we needed to really paint a picture of the, the overall need in the state of Delaware is critical. Uh, the folks at UD did a great job doing that and talking to a, a variety of different resources to uh, really provide the numbers that we needed. I think we were all surprised to learn just how many homes in Delaware are in need of repair. And I think the number is 25,000 estimated homes uh, in need of repair in the state of Delaware, which isn't a large fraction of the total amount of homes in Delaware, but a lot when you talk about their low-income households and really the cost to complete the repairs. Because as we all know, there are many types of repairs that a home might need, many different factors that determine what kinds of repairs really need to be focused on. I know we have focused on social determinants of health and to find out that to address all 25,000 homes would cost in the neighborhood of $76 million was outrageous. I think that's outrageous because we know how many people are doing repairs in the state and what resources are available to those organizations doing those repairs. It's a great illustration of the need and really the accessibility of the funding needed to complete these repairs. So I I think it taught us just how much the state of Delaware needs more repair programming and, and more funding. Yeah, I agree. I do want to just pause for a second because I realize that, you know, most people tuning into the podcast, of course, they know something about Habitat for Humanity. They generally know we build houses. We sell houses to first-time homebuyers. So they may be surprised to know that we are involved in repair work. And these are, by and large, not Habitat homeowners. These are uh, low to moderate income folks from the general public, uh, many of whom are seniors, can't keep up with the maintenance of their homes. So the maintenance is deferred, tends to build up. Tim, you mentioned about healthy homes and people aging in place and indoor air quality, all these kind of things that we've been learning. I'm curious to give a little bit more, let's say, anecdotal perspective. Kevin, can you share just kind of what your team is seeing on the ground when they go and do repairs with these families? What what are kind of some of the issues, top issues that they run across? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Tim just talked about the strengths that we have with our local relationships and how we can capitalize on those strengths and relationships to really implement strong local programs to help people stay in their houses, to help improve the quality of life in their homes. And we see the opportunity statewide to collaborate on some of the other items that we could do by standardizing application processes, by standardizing marketing and helping people become aware of these programs. So there's an opportunity being in a small state like Delaware where the three of us can work together to design a single significant repair program, but implement locally in each of our local counties. So that's sort of our vision is that we now have statewide data. Another good part about the study for those who dig into it is that there's data that's respected to each county, and then it's aggregated together to give a statewide picture. 
And while the $96 million that, that Tim mentioned about earlier is an estimate for what it would cost to do these repairs, it seems like a lot because there's not a lot of money going into this kind of thing now. But to somebody out there, maybe it's not a lot. So we could one big check would take care of this. And, uh, and we're happy to, to put that as resources to work throughout the state through the local habitats. Again, I was talking about people knowing in general what we do and how we're moving into this repair space. Tim, why do you think there are a few organizations other than us that do repair work across the street? But why do you think Habitat Free Vanity, the three of us, are well positioned to try to address this issue in particular? Well, you know, the Habitat Free Vanity global brand, a lot of presence in the United States, over a thousand affiliates serving communities across our country. You know, we get asked all the time, why are there three habitats serving the state of Delaware? It's a small state. Could there just be one habitat? And I think we all know well through our experiences that our local relationships, not just with the residents, the low-income uh, population, the subcontracting community, the construction industry, it's those relationships that really tell the story and, and keep us apprised of the need. And being able to serve our communities locally, I think, is critical when it comes to a scope this large, when we talk about thousands of housing units in need of repair, you know, having localized programming, localized relationships, confidence and trust between us and the residents is, is important and helpful when it comes to addressing a problem so large. Yeah, people may not realize that, you know, in some instances, low-income homeowners have been taken advantage of. And so they're rightly mistrustful. Folks coming in their communities and saying, hey, you know, we've got this program where you're going to get free repairs. So I think, like you said, having a reputation, they've seen the other kind of work that we do. It's become essential to be able to build trust and to, to build these kind of relationships and abilities to serve folks. The three habitats here in the state of Delaware, we've always tried to collaborate with each other. And this is another great example. When COVID hit, we started meeting with each other once a week, and we've continued that so that we could share in what each other's doing, look for ways that we could collaborate like we did with our refrigerator replacement program. And now this is another example. Kevin, can you talk about what we hope to do with this survey, with the study data, and what we hope to do statewide as a collaboration? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Tim just talked about the strengths that we have with our local relationships and how we can capitalize on those strengths and relationships to really implement strong local programs to help people stay in their houses, to help improve the quality of life in their homes. And we see the opportunity statewide to collaborate on some of the other items that we could do by standardizing application processes, by standardizing marketing and helping people become aware of these programs. So there's an opportunity being in a small state like Delaware where the three of us can work together to design a single significant repair program, but implement locally in each of our uh, local counties. So that's sort of our vision is that we now have statewide data. Another good part about the study for those who dig into it is that 
There's data that's respective to each county, and then it's aggregated together to give a statewide picture. And while the $96 million that, that Tim mentioned about earlier is an estimate for what it would cost to do these repairs, um, it seems like a lot because there's not a lot of money going into this kind of thing now. But to somebody out there, maybe it's not a lot. So we could one big check would take care of this, and, uh, and we're happy to put that as resources to work throughout the state through the local habitats. So I know we've hopefully piqued people's interest about this study that we've done. Uh, they can find it at, I believe, any one of our websites, habitatncc.org, for example. We have a copy of the report there if people want to see this data we've been talking about. Again, the need for affordable housing, creating new affordable housing just keeps growing, but it's also essential that we maintain the affordable housing that we have, and that's how we're doing that through these repairs. Tim, Kevin, anything else you want to share about the needs assessment we did or about the repair program? What a great learning experience this has been. Getting to know, you know, the people at UD, the Biden School that prepared this needs assessment and hearing what they went through and the interview process and everything else. It has been like, you know, coming out of the dark and, and, and really getting a better, more accurate idea of the work that we need to do. I think Habitat for Humanity's brand is built on innovation and addressing needs in real time. And I, I know we're all excited to be able to present, you know, this needs assessment and, uh, and get people excited to support the Delaware Habitat for Humanity organizations so that we can start chipping away at this need so that we can make homes safer uh, to live in and, and help people age in place so they don't have to leave their homes. So I'm excited to get started with you guys and just thanks again for the opportunity to, to talk with you guys today. Well said, Tim. I think the, the, we all know, uh, at least in our habitat world, the you know, stability of housing is stability of our community. And so people being able to stay in healthy homes will have stronger communities. And it's not just a housing issue. It's a health issue. It's a veteran issue. It's a teacher issue. It's everybody. It's student issue. So if we can help people stay in houses and make them healthy places that they can be proud to be in, then we'll be better off as a society. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time for us to, to unpack this important work and this important study. I want to thank Tim also and his team. They hosted us a couple months ago when we had the press conference to announce this needs assessment. And we were there at one of uh, the clients of Central Delaware. And just to hear her story, her and her husband's story and see the repair work difference that, that made for them is great. And I wanna thank everyone for listening to this episode of Hope, where housing opens possibilities everywhere. Join us on the 15th of every month for new episodes about how we are working to build homes, communities, and hope here in Delaware. If you're interested in learning more about Habitat Newcastle County, please visit us at our website, www.habitatncc.org. For more information about Central Delaware Habitat, visit centraldelawarehabitat.org or in Sussex County at sussexcountyhabitat.org.